0: Hello, hello. It is episode 73 of the Late Life Career Change podcast with me, Phil Swallow. Welcome to you all. Hope you're having a good week and uh, it's good to be back in front of the mic delivering another show to you. And uh, thanks again for listening. Numbers are itching up nicely and not big, 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 big numbers, but still numbers all the same. And um, I'll obviously keep the format going all the while it's doing the job I want it to do. Different format, not different format, um, different subject matter today. So I will touch a bit later on the usuals like the weather's grey and naff um, and talk a bit about what I've been doing in the last week. But what I wanted to do is kind of go through my routine for shoot day. So today it is Wednesday the 30th of June and I've got a shoot, and I'm doing a theatre stills shoot for a production called The Rotherhithe Gospels, which I think it it goes back over the years, many years, for when uh, stories were told by lay folk, like kind of Bible stories, I guess, um, and the venue is interesting, uh, more of that a bit later, and... Uh, well, I mean, it's easier if I just go, go through my notes and um, because I kind of think I've covered everything. But yeah, kind of day in the life of, what you know, on the day of a shoot. So I'm recording this in the morning on Wednesday. Um, originally, I was going to be going this afternoon, but often the timings are fluid, shall we say. So I had a message from my contact in the production team today saying, can you come this evening? So that's no problem at all. And in terms of light, I mean, the, re- the shots that I take... Will be as the production night will be, I guess, you know, evening show. So, um, well, there are matinees, but, you know, anyway. So, what do I do on shoot day? Well, try and get a good night's sleep the night before is is very important. Um, but I'm just going to talk through, you know, some of the sort of steps I take to prepare. And some of it's quite generic and some of it's specific. But one of the most important things is almost what actually happened today around the timing, which is to make sure you've got great communication with the contact that you have for the job that you're going to do. Um, so I was approached about this a couple of weeks ago when we were in, uh, in Cooden Beach on our little break. And I covered that in a previous episode and, uh, we've maintained contact since. So typically WhatsApp, just sort of checking in and stuff. And they've been doing some posts on social media, Facebook, Twitter, you know, to promote ticket sales and purchase purchases. Uh, so I've been keeping tabs on that. And, um, so I, I feel that I've got a kind of uh, an understanding of of what's going on and of course there's blurb on the uh, on the ticket sales there's blurb about what the actual show is so if you look up Rotherhithe Gospels online uh, you will find many references to it so yeah client um interaction and communication is really important in terms of you know the, the brief i don't I don't have a written brief for these it's for me to go out with my lenses. And capture the show and try and pull off some key in the moment shots that kind of help to sell it that they can then use in their promotion. And Phil Wilmot, the director, normally takes a few kind of shots from my group that I send, my set that I send, and he just does a little kind of poster a kind of, what do you call it, a uh, composite type image with some words and things. He does it all in Photoshop, I guess. He's very good at it, actually. Uh, so, you know, but there are also other images that are used to back up any reviews that might be done. So uh, so anyway, yeah. So the the brief is, Phil, go off and do the kind of thing that you've done before, please, because I've worked with them before. So that's cool. I just hit the desk and I apologise, but it's, it's to stop my phone from going off, my phone being my notes. Um... So yes, uh, so that's one thing, and you know, another really important thing is venue scouting. Um, what what does the place look like? So you know, I've shot in theatres, on beaches, and <laughs> um, but mostly theatres. And uh, this is a church. So uh, I the the great thing about this is that there's loads of references online to the church. So there's the history of it. It actually played a part in. Uh, and where the Mayflower was launched from, sailed from London to go over to the New World. And we have been to Jamestown where it landed, so that was cool. Um, but anyway, so, uh, or did, was Mayflower the one that went to Boston? Anyway, check your history, Phil. Um, I'm sure some of you guys will know, and I'll look it up <laughs> after the show. So, marvellous building. I mean, I think it was rebuilt in the 18th century or something like that, but um, it, it really is impressive, uh, good old London sort of style church. And... Online, you know, you can just do a search, and you're going to get Google references. You're going to get words. You're going to get images. Um, Sue and I were watching something the other day, and there was a bit of a break. I said, "Oh, can we just go on YouTube?" So I did a YouTube search for Rotherhithe Church, and stuff came up. There were performances on there, um, and so you get a, you can get a kind of feel for the venue. Uh, the photographer obviously will be interested in the light levels, and I think they seem to have some mixed light there, really. Uh, they've got some light because I think they do have quite a few performances on there that aren't stage lights, but they are quite good. And I think they can perhaps position them in certain ways. So, um, I mean, all, all will be revealed tonight. But, you know, you don't use flash for this type of photography. It's all using the capabilities of your camera and the manual settings and maybe up the ISO to to get the images you want. Um, but I have to say, you know, we're in this online world and um, it really does help to to be able to just in, do a Google, do a YouTube search, do a Twitter search, um, even look at reviews of places in some cases, perhaps more on theatres, but it can all help to get an understanding for what you're going to face when you get there. Uh, So I was, uh, so originally for this afternoon it was scheduled, now it's going to be this evening, Um, they're going to be there all day and they said we should be ready about seven but I wouldn't turn up at just seven, so I'm probably going to get there about six, um, get set up get a feel for it. Try a few establishing shots, some wides, that kind of stuff. Um, even if they're not ready, I can still take a couple of shots of images uh, of the actors. And that's another part of the research. So who's in the cast, have a quick look. So you almost get to know the people beforehand. That's that's good. Um, so we'll meet each other as we go through the, uh, the evening. But I tend to, I want them to be in the moment. Um, I want them to be doing what they're meant to be doing, and I'll do what I'm meant to be doing, and the two should meet, uh, so I can capture them in full flow and um, you know performing their best. So I, I, that's one of the things I love about theatre shoots because you know you got that opportunity to really capture that snapshot and in turn to help sell the show. Um, but it's also good publicity as well because obviously your name gets attached to images on um, on press reviews and the like. So so yeah, venue scouting really important. Um, also, things like you know basics, really. But looking at the travel, so there's on the on the one hand, how long does it take? Well, I think from Gravel Hill, which is our local tram stop, where I drive up there, um, it's it's about fifty two minutes or something. Um, it, it tells me to get there. So allow an hour, perhaps allow a bit more in case you just unluckily miss all your connections on the way through. Um, but yeah, so I so get up to, into London Bridge and then out on the Jubilee line and overground. So th- there's, you know, from where we are and where it is and where London is, uh, there's always a load of different options. But um, I pick what I think is going to be the fastest and where there's a number of connections. So I don't want to just rely on one train and then if I miss that, I've got to wait 40 minutes or something. I would, I would hate that. Um, that would really do my head in. So the reason I go with the, you know, main line to London Bridge is there's plenty of them. If I miss one, you know, five or ten minutes, maybe max, I'll get another one. Um, likewise, tube, uh, the overground's perhaps a bit less. So, if it really came to it, I'd have to hop in an Uber from somewhere um, up in London. I think I've got some vouchers for Ubers to be used uh, possibly by the end of today. So anyway, we'll, we'll see how that goes. I've had, I've had to use them in the past, and also, you know, the weather changes, maybe, and it's late, and you're just there and you just want to get back to London Bridge quickly, which might be the case this evening, you know, I might come out of there, order an Uber and just get an Uber back to London Bridge uh, and go from there. So it's my call really. So that's, um, I mean, the one thing is knowing the journey times, but it's also checking the status as well. So throughout the day, I would just dip in, look at an app, you know, is there a, a major fault? Is there a line down? Is there a, weather issue whatever that's going to affect my journey and therefore i've got time to to rework it so uh you know don't don't take it as gospel because it's published in a timetable um you know do your regular status checks just to make sure this this is this is what being professional is all about so important to do that uh cleaning the gear so um yeah lots of cleaning of lenses and blower brushes, these little handheld sort of brushes that you blow just pure air into. And um, because I'm now cleaning sensors on my cameras, so I did a sensor clean this morning, so they're all looking good. Um, but even then, you know, the the sort of movement that would take place between putting the stuff in the case, while well, it's in the case, sort of by the front door now. Um, But you know, going on and off different forms of transport getting up there, it could dislodge some dust that was kind of hidden inside the camera. Um, And therefore that dust might find it's a nice resting place on the sensor. So when I get there, um, I've got a kind of mini little blower brush that I use for for travel. So hold the camera upside down, take the lens cap off, obviously, then hold the camera upside down, blow the brush inside the sensor area anything should then blow around and fall out downwards connect the lens and then it uh, should be good to go and that just avoids you know the same spot appearing in the same picture on low the same picture or oh, the same spot appearing in the same kind of frame on many pictures so uh that's a pain in the proverbial if that happens and um uh, you know it, it's uh it's one thing that we, we we try to avoid and obviously cleaning the gear is an important way of doing that uh, Strapture on the cameras, uh, I take just the two main camera bodies, my Nikon Z6s, I've got a 70 to 200 f2.8 zoom lens, which is my favourite lens ever. It uh, gets nice and close, lovely bokeh, which is the kind of blurry bit behind the sharp bit that's in focus on the main part of the frame. Um, it's the older model, so I use an adapter. It's heavy, um, but the lightweight body means it's not not a pain in the neck, but it's just beautiful results absolutely love using that and then i've got the 2470 z lens or s lens for the z mount the new mount Um, also 2.8 so that's my wide shots Um, so between then so one's 2470 170 to 200 so i can go from 24mm wide to 200mm telephoto within the two cameras that I'll have around each arm or each shoulder. Uh, I also will take one extra lens, which is a fixed prime lens 20mm. May not use it, may just use it at the beginning to establish. But if there's something which would lend itself to a wide shot capturing various activity, I don't know, maybe the organ pipes and performers below them or something. I haven't seen the layout yet. Uh, I think the organ pipes at the other end. Anyway, um, just an example. So, yeah, 20mm f1.8 nice lens um lets a lot a lot of lighting also that's adapted because it's the old model Uh, that'll be in the bag as I say may not use it in anger almost all of these shoots I just get by using the uh, 2470 and 70 to 200 don't really need much more than that all handheld all manual um I don't rely on I also focus on anything to get the actor's eyes too much happening to ping the focus on the wrong thing. So I find that my thumb gets a good workout um, where I'm moving the selection point around to make sure I get focus on the um, single point area that I'm, I'm looking for. Very technical, but I think you'll get the rough idea. So uh, batteries all charged. So I've got two batteries that are the latest versions, the C version in both cameras. Uh, the previous iteration, which I got with the cameras, They're also in the bag, fully charged. And I've also got one that goes back to my old D850. So I've got five batteries and I'm taking one charger in case of need. Complete overkill, but you never know. You absolutely never know. So, and you know, I take a pull along case, a Think Tank photo pull along case. So it's not like it's extra to physically carry because most of the time it's rolling along or just sitting next to me on the bus, tram, tube, train thing. Yeah, so uh, don't worry about it. You know, just bang it in the bag and get on with it. And my water bottle will go in there, some snack bars some headache tablets and all that stuff, just in case. So yeah, the packing of the case is really important. Um, And also the, um, I don't know, what what have I put down here? Mental shoot. Oh yeah, okay, well, mentally shoot, do the shoot, mentally. Um, You know, go through it, think about what, likelihoods you might have what issues you might have um i've not seen too much about the show uh i don't think the cast is huge um and i don't know if it's kind of partly monologue style but anyway there'll be some good direction to it that i i have no doubt and um so my my preparation will be just to be prepared for anything and everything work with what i have um i know my gear it's kind of muscle memoried in um Actually it was quite good going on to Kooden recently because it kind of got me back into photography. I've been doing so much video stuff and not just using my Nikons, using different you know camcorders, GoPros and all that malarkey. Um, so it'd be nice to just get out on a pure photo shoot and uh, deliver the images uh, after editing. So, so that's all the stuff this side of it. Um, so important to remember the good old Boy Scouts of be prepared. Uh, so I will capture all the images. Oh, one other little thing I did, it's fairly minor, um, but I just re-synced my time and date uh, on the cameras. So, and I think they're almost to the second. I've got um, one of these digital clocks. I'm just looking up, which is why the sound might have got me funny. Uh, digital wall clock, which has got a second counter, and that's great when you're setting the the clock on the, uh, on the camera, time and date and stuff. And they're both, as I say, pretty much to the second now. And that just helps really when when I put the images into Capture One, the program I use on the computer, and I start to edit through them. Uh, it just means that I can have confidence in the sort option that I use. And I know that was the exact sequence, even if the pictures were taken with two different cameras. Um, I mean, I often do different filters. So, you know, if I want to filter by the lens type, then I can do that. And I just get groups of those images that, that were taken with that lens. But... Normally, the chronology of it is uh, is important. So, yeah, just to to have that is key. So, I've prepared downstairs. I've prepared the capture one session that the photos are going to go into, which also creates the folder on the usual kind of folder structure on the computer. Um, I've got the card reader ready uh, to be plugged in, um, cards to be plugged in and uploaded. So that that takes a little while, although it's quite fast now with USB C and the like. Um, and it's absolutely the first thing I do really I get in, I wheel the case in take my shoes off um, and then I'll get the camera out get the uh, cards out of the cameras um, load them in make sure everything's lined up I've got the right naming uh, because once they've gone in and you've got hundreds of images with maybe the wrong name when it kind of gets a bit frustrating so that should all happen because I kind of tested that and it's what I've done before and the 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 images will be loaded up and the the programme creates previews, which are kind of versions that you can work on, I suppose, is best described. Um, but yes, I will just upload those initially, just let them go. Um, and then, I mean, it kind of depends on what time I get back. I mean, I, I'm i starting at seven tonight and there might be some stop starts. We We could be finished quite late and therefore I get home quite late, but I will always upload the images because then they can be, sent up to the cloud automatically, um, cloned to another drive that I have downstairs automatically. So all of this stuff can just kind of happen. Um, It's the workflow that I've got and I've had set up for for a long time. So I'll have two, you know, by the time I kind of wake up in the morning, if you like, I'll have two versions of images on the computer in two different external hard drives. Obviously, they'll still be on the, the cards that were in the camera and they would have been on their way if not have arrived in the cloud and the cloud is both amazon photos and uh backblaze which i use which is one of these cloud backup services so get up in the morning images are in four places it really depends on almost how the adrenaline is going tonight um often the adrenaline wins over tiredness with with something like this and particularly as whilst you get some feedback from the images on the back of the camera I really like to see them on my screen when I get in an understanding of what I've got. I might rate a couple of them, you know, one star, two star, three star maybe. Um, and if there's anywhere, shock, horror, I missed focus, uh, I would just delete them um, as well, just to do a little bit of a tidy up. But I, what I would expect is the, the for my brain, etc., to be at its best, I would probably just do the minimum this evening, um, get to bed, have a good night's sleep, Wake up at whatever time the cat jumps on me in the morning. No, that's too early. After that. Um, and then just spend my morning and probably a fair chunk of the day getting the images processed and out. Um, because the first performance is tomorrow evening. Ideally, they would want images to be available prior to that, although I'm not sure if it's going to be any reviews at this stage. I mean, all this I'll talk with Seva, the, the rep, um, you know, today and we'll work it out. I mean, it's going to be, when do you want the images as soon as possible, please. So I, I normally send them to Phil and then Phil kind of does his poster thing and then kind of gets, shares them as, as, and when he wants to share them. But um, I also think it's important for the actors to have a, uh, a, a set of images so we can, we can talk about that. I mean, as photographer, I own the copyright, but I'm kind of employed by them to do the, um, to do the shoot. So yeah, be prepared. Go through it. Go through it as much as you can in advance in terms of things like when you're prepping the computer, making sure your gear's working, making sure your batteries are charged, spare cards. Don't know if I mentioned that one. Headache tablets in case of need. Water, snacks. You're covered. I mean, I will be eating today, obviously, um, but I will also have the uh, the snacks just in case because it it's just something to munch on. Just kind of right. Deal deal with that. That's, you know, your your stomach was empty and rumbling, but just bite to eat get on with it and I should find time to do that um other stuff so that's that's my prep hope you enjoyed that bit uh other stuff so headshot session for Aaron last week brilliant um wonderful lovely guy lovely guy he came over he's great communication um set up my flex kit he jumped in front of the camera and was like a star um it was a wonderful shoot. Um he was really impressed with the images and he was so quick to to decide as well. I mean I I um because Sue knows him, I kind of involved Sue just in some of the picking out some extras from the original 45 or whatever that we selected in the session. And um well I not long after I sent them over, he said, right, I want these, and he I sent an invoice and he paid the invoice and I did the edit and he had them by Friday and then on Saturday I uploaded some to my Instagram website Google other Twitter um, but it was it was wonderful shoot and uh, look forward to doing more and in, and on Saturday evening Sue did her team where she's been doing the Meister course did the scenes up in the the cut in London um, went to that that was really great entertainment we had a nice bite to eat afterwards and um, Fred one of the actors there whose headshots I did in 2019 wants to come over again for a session so that'd be nice and there was even talk of another one. And there was talk of another possible video shoot job recording um, a play. But that was a friend of a friend. And we, you know, I'm waiting for that to happen. So that was all cool. Um, I've been working on the edit. Sent the first cut to Alison on Monday. So that's kind of week after the shoot. She had a couple of comments. So I absorbed those. As we speak, it's doing the build for what should be the final version. So after this, when I do the edit, and publish process for this podcast. I'll just check on the uh on the build and get that across to um to Alison and hopefully that'll be on YouTube sometime soon. Really pleased with um with how that's gone. Working under the constraints we had certainly. But no. Um it was um it was very enjoyable. Very enjoyable piece of work. And uh the other thing that I did was and it was kind of on the basis of um where do I go next with this type of shoot. So I you know, my one man band and I did have some people, you know, working the slate and stuff like that last week. But what happens if someone said, can you do a slightly bigger production? Um, there was a one man band. It's like, um, so Sue's cousin is a sound engineer. So i reached out to him. We connected on LinkedIn. We had a bit of a chat and we'll have a coffee next week in Wimbledon where he's based. And um, it's really just to say, well, what could you offer? what would you need to know about a potential job um how much and um and then I, I i want to start to build a kind of mini network of freelancers where i can call upon them so additional camera operators um lighting techs and, and this guy michael knows a lighting tech i know of one other guy but i think he's based in the south coast um so you know it's about building some contacts, but ideally, friends of friends or people who know people who know, um, like, I don't want to do a cold kind of ad for potential crew for potential work. I'd rather just sort of have a this conversation approach and saying, look, you know, I work in a certain scale for what I do with my one man band operation. But, you know, someone comes along and says, could you film this play at this theatre? It's like, "Oh, okay. Um, now they might have lighting taken care of because there'll be theatre lighting. Okay, I'm not going to involve that. I'm going to assume that you're going to do that. But camera operators might need another two as well as me. Sound guy, well, I would want to say to a sound guy, can you just run this, please? Um, and they would either provide or hire, again, all at cost to the sponsor, um, the gear needed for, for, for that. And then we'd work out the edit process afterwards. So I've not worked in this way yet. You know, this is new to me, but I'm... I want to be this is almost like going back to what I learned in the corporate world. I want to be geared up so that when such an eventuality happens, I'm in a position to handle it. Um, and I can go go away, say to someone right, "I've got your brief, um, we'll we'll maintain contact, but I'm now going to go away and find out how we could do that and what it would cost and what the considerations would be, that kind of thing. It's almost a bit like, well, pricing jobs can happen internally in a company, as I used to do, uh, or externally like this. So we'll see what happens. Um, But this is the first step, and from Michael it might lead to others. So, and a nice touch that it's um, Sue's cousin. So uh, Sue's probably gonna come along, say hello, and then go and do a bit of shopping in Wimbledon, which is nice. Anyway, I've, as I say, I've, I'm just drawing to a close now. Thank you very much for listening. I, I hope you've enjoyed this and it's a bit different. I I tend to just allow the world and the universe of algorithms to promote this show. Certainly done that in recent weeks, but I guess there might be something in this for either an experienced photographer um or a videographer or just someone who who either does this stuff and wouldn't mind hearing how I do it or is looking to do this stuff and wants to know what's involved. So all comers are welcome. This is a podcast. It is free. Uh, You just need to download it. But I'll do a bit of promotion on this because I think there is some, perhaps some slightly different and additional value that um, (laughs) there might be normally from my usual diary episode. But please, you know, tell your friends, Um, have a, have a listen, see if it might be value to other folk. But uh, I'm going to draw this to a close now. Um, I'm going to kind of relax for the rest of the day, bite to eat, watch a bit of telly, uh, check status of travel plans, um, which might mean an earlier start, but I'm probably going to leave home about five-ish or just before to get up there in good time and settled and ready to go when they're ready to go. All about being professional. So thanks for listening. Have a fantastic week. And I'll catch up with you in the next show next week.